Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Building a Wealthy Mindset podcast, where future millionaires come to learn about how to increase their net worth. I am your host, David Tian. Today, we will be learning about the concept of information asymmetry. What is information asymmetry? And how can you use it to your advantage so that both people in a negotiation or a deal can be better off? Before we begin, let's take a moment to listen to a quick message from our sponsors. So now, without further ado, let's delve into our episode. Imagine I took out a handful of dollar bills and asked you the following question. Would you rather I give you $1 or $0? Although it's not exactly life-changing money, no one in their right mind would think that $0 is superior to $1, right? In 1961, the Nobel Prize-winning economist John C. Harsanyi published a well-known paper which contained one of the first examples of the ultimatum game experiment. In the ultimatum game, a perennial favorite among economists, two participants, participant A and participant B, are randomly matched, and participant A is given a sum of money, say $10, to be shared between the two. Participant A then has the opportunity to make a proposal to participant B, splitting the $10 in any way participant A desires, so long as participant B gets at least $1. If participant B accepts the proposal, then both participants keep the proposed amount of money. On the other hand, if participant B rejects the proposal, then neither party gets any money and both go home empty-handed. If you were participant B and you got offered $1, would you accept it with the knowledge that your partner would get $9? Even knowing full well that $1 is greater than $0, you might still feel resentful of being treated so unfairly and seek to punish the cheapskate who made such an insulting offer to you, even if you never find out who he or she is. However, in punishing participant A, you also deny yourself the opportunity to become $1 richer than you were a few minutes ago at absolutely no cost, no risk to you. In this experiment, there is no situation in which both participants wouldn't both be better off if participant B accepted the offer, no matter how imbalanced the proposal may be. If human beings were completely rational, self-maximizing creatures devoid of emotion, then participant A would always propose a $9-$1 split, and participant B would always accept. However, Studies have shown that the most common proposal is a $5, $5 split, and the average arithmetic mean proposal is $6, $4. Furthermore, would it surprise you to learn that 20% of all low offers in this experiment were ultimately rejected? Human beings are notoriously prone to biases and do not always make the most rational decisions which Dan Ariely writes about in his book, Predictably Irrational. Hence, even if you are trying to close a deal in good faith, 
in which both parties would be objectively better off if the deal went through. Your counterpart may reject an offer that somehow makes him or her feel like you were being unfair. When I was at Johns Hopkins University, at the end of the academic year, students would frequently discard items in a rush to move out, including items that could be of great value. In one instance, I found a set of brand new MCAT review books with one of the highest ranked medical schools in the entire United States. And given the high number of pre-medical students that populate the undergraduate student body, I knew that there would be significant demand for these books. Thus, when I saw these books being disposed of, I had dollar signs in my eyes and picked them up, then immediately proceeded to place an ad for them on the student marketplace Facebook page for $50. Lo and behold, the very next day, someone contacted me saying he needed them. Considering the fact that these books would cost around $250 new if you were to purchase them from a retailer, buying them from me would mean he saved 80% off the full cost. Thus, shortly after he reached out to me, I met up with him. He gave me the cash and I gave him the book. And both of us felt extremely lucky and were both objectively better off. However, imagine if he had somehow discovered that I not only got them for free, but I picked them out of the garbage. How ripped off would he feel? He'd probably be quite upset with me. I might even ask for his money back out of anger, and then proceed to purchase the books himself at full retail price, thus spending an extra $200 for the same product. But what's the difference? After all, how I acquired the books doesn't change their utility in any conceivable way. In 1970, Another Nobel Prize-winning economist named George A. Akerlof published an influential paper called The Market for Lemons. In this context, lemon is slang that refers to a car that is discovered to be defective after it is purchased. In this paper, Akerlof demonstrated that, due to the fact that used car salespeople knew more about the cars they were selling than the customers did, there were more lemons in the market than there were high-quality cars. Ironically enough, this paper earned the Akerlof the Nobel Prize, but it was first rejected by three different academic journals and dismissed as trivial before even being accepted for publication. The imbalance in the level of knowledge about a product or anything else when it comes to two participants in a deal is known as information asymmetry. When it comes to used car salespeople, the consumer's lack of knowledge and the seller's more extensive knowledge leads to the dealership benefiting at the customer's expense. However, there are situations in which too much transparency can undermine the deal and prevent both parties from benefiting. With this knowledge in mind, how can you use information asymmetry to get the job done and make everyone happier? I have a friend here in South Korea who purchased a used couch about a year ago for around $150. The retail value of that couch is around $300 new, and the couch was still in excellent condition when she listed it for sale. She reasoned that because she paid $150, after one year of use, she should sell it for less than that in order to be fair to the buyer. When she told me her reasoning, I told her that while I understood where she was coming from, the buyers don't actually know how much she paid for it nor do they know how long she used it. 
since the retail value was $300, and since the item was still in like new condition, a buyer would be only too happy to buy it from her for $160, or possibly even more. After a little bit of persuading, she reluctantly agreed to change the listing price to $160. Although I believed she could have easily even sold the couch for $200, it bothered her conscience to ask more than what she paid for, and she said she felt guilty about it. Not more than two days later, a buyer contacted her and expressed interest in the couch. She then sold it, having used the couch for one year, and even earned an extra $10. From the buyer's perspective, he just saved $140 on an item he needed and was going to buy anyway. As a result, both parties were better off precisely because of the information asymmetry. So what can you do to make a profit, keeping the concept of information asymmetry in mind? Well, listing a product for sale, how much you paid for it is irrelevant to how much someone else is willing to pay for it. If you purchase an item for $5, but the market values it at $20, you can easily sell it for $10 or $15, and both you and the buyer will be better off financially. Of course, ethically, you shouldn't lie about how much you paid for the original item, but you are also not obligated to share that information either. Since you are a good person and aren't interested in swindling people or finagling people out of their hard-earned money, you can assuage your guilty conscience by reminding yourself that the buyer is a smart consumer and knows exactly what he or she wants. Indeed, by withholding the information about how you obtained the item or how much you paid for it originally, you are actually being kinder to the other person. No one likes to feel cheated. And if your partner doesn't know that you made a profit, he or she won't feel upset about the deal. If you purchase the new item at its full retail price, you may not be able to make a profit in a used good market. But even then, if someone is willing to enable to pay you a higher sum than how much you acquired that item for, rest assured that you have done nothing wrong and that both you and your buyer are all the better for his or her lack of knowledge. Now, what are some ways you can use this newfound mindset to your advantage? You can try Facebook Marketplace, eBay, Amazon, or, if you are in South Korea like I am, you can place an ad on Carrot. No matter what, though, just know that the guilt you feel in your conscience, while a valid feeling and understandable, is nothing more than just that, a feeling. In these kinds of scenarios, information asymmetry makes everyone a little wealthier. If you have any remaining doubt, just remember that there are prize-winning studies done by renowned sociologists and psychologists and economists that have your back. And that concludes the first episode of Building a Wealthy Mindset. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard, and I hope that has been helpful for you. Have a good day, or evening, depending on what time it is for you, and I will see you next time. Take care. Thank you.